Welcome back to It's Technically Romance, where we take a look at Hallmark movies from our two different perspectives, mine being the hopeless romantic. And mine being the cynical cinephile. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Hamilton. And we've had a really good weekend. It was. It was a really great weekend. It was It was a little uh, <laughs> it was busy, but it was one of those busies that like really invigorates you, you know, like we had a great time um, talking with other podcasters, talking to people that were live tweeting, um, talking to the actors and the people who make these films. It was it was awesome. It was really great. Everyone's just really hyped up for the season, hyped up for these films. And I, I think we're pumped. We're pumped to you know see this through. We're so pumped. So pumped. So pumped. So pumped that we're doing uh, a Paul Campbell movie tonight. I mean, he's our favorite. One of our favorites. Yes. Yes, he's, I mean, he has a special, I'll say this, he has a very special place in our heart because he was really the first one that got me into Hallmark. I, you guys have heard the story a million times, uh, but Window Wonderland and also the Driftwood one, which I always forget the name of. Surprised by Love. Surprised by Love. That's really, I think it was really Surprised by Love that caused me to, you know, look at these films in a different way. So uh, Paul has a very special place in my heart. Yes. Paul Campbell also has a special place in my heart because he is the reason that you started really enjoying the Hallmark <laughs> movies with me. So thank you, Paul. So today we are talking about his new movie, mm -hmm. The Santa Stakeout. Yes, the the Santa Stakeout, which, you know, has a a good name. You know, I like to think about the titles in these. I'm I'm, I'm liking it. You know, it's a stakeout. It's with Santa. Sure. Let's go for it. Stephanie. Yes, Hamilton. What did you think of the Santa Stakeout? This one had so much high hopes from both of us. Yes, my hopes were very high for this one. And it met my expectations mm -hmm. as well as surpassed them. Ooh, so this is one that you would watch again? You wouldn't just have it on the background? No, I would absolutely watch this movie again. <laughs> this movie was so much fun. Yeah. So I, much fun. I think that's a great way to think of it. Yeah. So uh, for those that that may be new to listening to our podcast, we we have a rating system mm -hmm. where, you know, our whole thing is the rewatch value. Yeah. So if you would watch a movie again, then that is a good a good rating. It's a good sign. So would you want to watch this movie again? Mm -hmm wholeheartedly all right sit down and watch it full sit attention. down full attention would you maybe want it on in the background while you're you know whittling whittling some I do, wood I do whittle. I do whittle. <laughs> <laughs> or would you never want to watch this movie again uh for me this is this is definitely one that i would i would sit down and watch again um I, I think like you, it both met and surpassed my expectations. There's a lot of good here. I think a lot of the good comes from Joe Pantoliano, um, who is absolutely remarkable in this film. I mean, he is is astounding. I was I was cracking up with him. I was I was crying with him. He just made this movie something else entirely, something I haven't seen before, and. It was different, and I'm I'm all here for it. And obviously, Paul Campbell, in in my eyes, and I think yours can do no wrong. Um, and yeah, it was just it was just great. 
Yes. Uh, it was incredible. It was different for Hallmark. Uh, very different. Uh, it was just so exciting to see something new and mm-hmm. fresh and funny. The comedy was just nonstop. It's like they, every line had humor to it. Like this was not like, you know, we'll throw some jokes here and there. It's like every scene had to have a joke in it. They went hard on the jokes. And for I think for the most part, it worked out. There's a few little hiccups, very minor things um, I think we can talk about. But no, the, the comedy was was great. Absolutely. Uh, well, before we dive right into it, mm-hmm. uh, I will do a quick plot summary for those that maybe have not seen the movie. Go ahead. Detectives Ryan and Tanya mm-hmm. have to go undercover as newlyweds to try and catch a thief. So they move into the rent house next door to their main suspect. Though they are complete opposites, Working together on the case lends them time to get to know one another and find that people aren't always what they seem and that love was the true mystery they solved. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I really just want you to be hired by Hallmark to write these. It's so good. Uh, that was great. As per usual, that was, that was Thank great. You. Thank you. And, you know, the movie stars, like we said, uh, Paul Campbell, Joe Pantoliano. Mm-hmm. And Tamara Mowry Housley. I don't know if I, I'm trying to think. I don't know if I've, I've seen one with her before. I know she's done one or two, right? She's only done a few. And I think I saw, I think there was a gingerbread. I'm going to forget the title of it. Gingerbread one with her. I would say this one is my favorite of hers, even though I've only seen the one other one. But I thought she did an amazing job. Mm-hmm. I, you know, obviously I really haven't seen much of her since Sister Sister days, yeah. which I was a huge fan of. So I felt like her being able to do full comedy in this movie was a little bit of a likening back to like her <laughs> Sister Sister days. And uh, yeah, I just absolutely loved her in this movie. Yeah. I, like I said, I don't think I've seen one with her before. Um you weren't a big uh, sister sister fan I've either. I saw a little bit of it. I've, I've seen a little bit of it. I, I remember liking it, um, but no, I, I really liked her. I think she played well off Paul. Um, I think I think she grounded the film some. She was she was funny, but I think she was kind of sort of the rock in this film that that sort of tied everyone together essentially. Um, and yeah, I like what she brought. I really did. Yeah, her character is the by the book like rookie. You know, she follows the rules. Mm-hmm. And Paul Campbell's character, Ryan, Mm -hmm. uh, is the complete opposite. Yeah. Well, here's so here's my first my first thing with this film. Right. So let's talk about the meet cute real quick, because really, that's, I think, where it it gets a little weird for me. So she walks into the, the office, the police office. The police office is decorated to the nines, by the way. Like, it looks beautiful. I've never seen any police office look so beautiful. Um, I don't know if cops really go that hard for Christmas, I hope they but do. this precinct. Be festive. When you're getting, you know, read your rights, be festive. Yeah. Uh, so she walks in, she sits down, and immediately, you know, Paul Campbell's character starts commenting on how her desk looks like the North Pole. And it's like, man, just look around you. The whole office looks like North Pole. She has like one little Christmas tree on it. And he is supposed to be kind of like slovenly, like he's got wrappers on his desk and he's kind of messy, you know. Um and so I'm like, all right, this is his character. And there's even like a reference to the office, like the way they have their desk set up and the way that the camera was with the wide shot on this, 
Uh, and he, there's even the st stapler reference. They were, you know, mimicking the office where it's Jim and Dwight. Like that little back and forth was definitely a reference to the office. And so we're supposed to get this sense that he's like this, like I said, this slovenly character. Is he supposed to be Dwight? He's supposed to be Dwight in this scenario. <laughs> I think he's supposed to be Dwight in this scenario. Um, but what's, what's interesting to me is that sort of character we don't see at all once they're together in their, their stakeout house. We see her like commenting about a maid, you know, like I'm not your maid kind of thing. And then we don't see any more mess from him. We don't see any of that sort of, you know, throwing trash everywhere. And that was kind of weird to me. I don't think it was so much of like the trash aspect. It's just that he's just not, he's not concerned about being neat or organized or playing by the rules. He's just kind of like a chill cop. He definitely gave me some Jake Peralta yeah. from Brooklyn Nine-Nine vibes. Oh, for sure. for so sure. much as so that he had like the hoodie yeah. <laughs> on, you know, very casual. But yeah, she mentions his car is a mess. Like but it's when not. was the last time you cleaned? He had a McRib. I know, but that's the only thing in the bottom. Like if you look- Box in it. They had, again, they had a nice wide shot from the front of the car that showed the entire car. There was no trash on the dashboard or on the back seat. You know, like the little the little dip on the back window. Yeah. There was no like stuffed animals back there or wrappers. It was only on the ground near her foot was one McRib. And yes, that is super gross, but it's just that one gross thing. I mean, we didn't really see the floor. So, I mean, that that's <laughs> probably trash. where all of the trash was, as where most trash does go so he, in a when car. He, to clean up, he just knocks it off everything onto the floor. And so we need, it's like a, like a field of leaves, of dried leaves when you get yeah, into Yeah, that's what your trash goes on the ground. I don't think he's like tossing back his McRibs in the back right, of the, okay. the car. Fair enough, fair enough. But yeah, I mean, it was just to kind of show he's he's not... He's not clean. He's not clean, but it wasn't just about being clean. It was just that he's just kind of like a- He's whatever. Yeah, whatever. fly by the seat of my pants, gotcha. whatever may, you know, devil may care. Devil may care, I like Is that. Is that the sure. phrase? Devil may care attitude, why not? Well, what did you think of the Miku? Because I liked it, especially the, the office vibes. No, I really liked it too. I love, and just from the get-go, Paul Campbell um, is just like a masterclass on comedic, faces yeah she had some faces too yeah very yeah. sister sister it was giving me some sister sister <laughs> uh comedy vibes and i think it was a lot of fun for both of them to play and you could really tell in the movie that they had a lot of fun together i, hope so. I mean they were they were great and even to the point where just a quick little technical um the camera would often sort of push in on their faces because they'd be doing some especially paul would be doing some like wild eyebrows kind of looks kind of thing and so the camera would push in on that and the music would kind of swell and you know it would hit that sort of comedic note every time yeah i loved their back and forth mm -hmm. um it was it, it was just quippy seemed, yeah it was quippy it quippy. was very uh quick and mm -hmm. it seemed authentic like i really love their progression in this movie from you know really disliking each other you know pretty much annoying each other yeah. to being able to tolerate one another to you know the friendship aspect and and then more and then more uh i did too except for the fact that i just felt like he sort of left that that sloppy side of his by the wayside and i was like where did that go you just wanted to see you just want him to be like Pigpin and charlie brown with some like dust uh i mean that's, but that's floating kind of, about that's kind of how they set his character up and so i just wanted him to stay true to that character for a little bit longer. Like all of a sudden he's baking and it's not a mess. It's like a clean, 
baking surface. There's a little bit of flour on the marble tops. Well, we do get that line in the movie where she's like, why are you hiding all your best qualities? So yeah, that's a great line. That is a beautiful line. Yeah. I like that line. So let's just, let's talk a little technical. You know, you guys, uh, the first thing I like to talk about with you, you all is, is lighting, obviously. Um, lighting for me was done really well. I mean, there wasn't anything that I noticed right off the bat that, you know, made me kind of stop and, you know, wring my fist in, in anger. Um, why? Why? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it was, you know, a little bit softer than I than I normally like. Um, there wasn't a lot of, you know, shadowing on the face. and uh, But they, there was some shadowing, some some contour to their faces. And uh, their outside lighting was, was wonderful. So really, I, if I had to grade it, I'd probably give this, you know, A minus, B plus for me. Oh, are we getting a lighting rating system? Sure, now? why not? Well, I'm going to throw it out there. No, but it, it was really soft too in, in terms of just like the color and the tone. There wasn't a lot of contrast to it. It felt felt good. And even the coloring was, was done well. So I liked it. Yeah, everything looked looked good to me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I would give it an A+. Plus. An A+, plus? you go for the A+. Plus. <laughs> an A+, plus. except for the snow. The snow gets a... I didn't and even notice the snow. The snow gets an F. I didn't even I didn't even notice the snow. So I don't Um I don't... it looked like cotton balls were strewn together. Okay. Um so that was something that I did notice and yeah, it just looked like Well, that's a shame because that would be set design and I feel like the set designer did wonderful for the interiors. Like I said the police station was done well and it was realistic. Hallmark seems to have really pulled back on their decorating, which makes it feel more real. Uh, even though that she loves Christmas and loves to decorate, even their like stakeout house isn't insane. It's just enough with some twinkly lights for the bokeh shots. Um, it was nice, nice to see. But I'm sorry, the snow was not. I, yeah, I, didn't I even guess. Notice it, though. I, didn't I guess they it. gave all they got to to everything else, and then they were like, "Oh shoot, the snow! The snow we forgot snow. Uh, it's in just, Denver. We just need run snow. Run get some cotton balls. We'll we'll figure it out." <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, you didn't like the snow. Um, I mean, we're going to be seeing a lot more of that. We've just started, and uh, it's not until the later half of these movies that we actually might see some snow in some locations. I know. But let's talk a little bit about the uh, the amazing Mr. Miller. Oh, my goodness. Please. I mean... Give this man an Oscar. <laughs> Give this man an Oscar. Every time he was on screen, I just... I can't even explain to you what this character did to me. He played this part so beautifully. Yeah. It was just like intricately woven between like, so this guy's supposed to be their suspect or he is the suspect. He is the main suspect. Uh, and they think he's been on this string of heist, heist you know, yep. stealing art. Art. And he just seems like the sweetest guy. But <laughs> it's, God, I love him. it's this like, very thin line of like super sweet yeah and a little creepy yeah there's this undercurrent of of rage that sits right <laughs> below the surface of, of mr miller um i don't know if i felt the rage but just a little like darkness well, i'm sorry how about up, darkness he's up to something an undercurrent of darkness and so sinister sinister an mm. under, undercurrent of sinisterism i guess that is darkness sinister i like but i like sinister so um yeah, and it, it's very fascinating to watch him act this role out because he talks so quiet 
and so sweetly and it's he it's hilarious. Had, yeah, his like gentle way about <laughs> him. So good. And he gives these little <laughs> looks. One of my favorite scenes uh. is when he the the door of the garage is slowly oh, yeah. coming down and he's just smiling at them. Uh, it, it it was just uh, it was just a, a sight to behold. It was it was beautiful. It's an it's his inflection too. Like, oh my gosh, are you okay? Like I can't even do it, but just watch this movie. Tanya yeah. or Tasha. Sorry. They have, they have code yeah, names. Code names. But yeah. Um, yeah, his his inflection and then his smile when he lowered the garage and just the way he's just standing there and the way it was shot too. Again, I got to give props to the DP because they shot that well. Like it's it's so exciting to see a role like this and it's a character we haven't seen before in, in a film. Correct me if I'm wrong out there, but I don't think we've seen a role like this. He's um, not like a Dwayne character and you me and the christmas trees yeah. who was just a true villain this guy <laughs> this guy is just he's you don't know yet you're watching the movie yeah. is he the villain is he not well we knew yeah we we figured it out so here's pretty the thing early about on. we watch so much like murder mystery shows like we have you know british murder mystery shows police procedurals on repeat all the time and so we know what's happening we know what's going to happen here and Obviously, he's not going to be the, the culprit because you don't have a, an interesting film that way. Um, and so as soon as we met Lois, as soon as I saw Lois, I knew it. I knew it. You can go back on Twitter. You can do the timestamps. You see it. Act one. I'm like, that's Lois. She has to be it because she looks so sus. She was she had, you know, the sus. Yeah, there was a little nervous uh, underlying mm -hmm. And she played that well, too. There. I mean, yeah. yeah, she played that well, too. And the back of my mind, though, because some people, you know, were live tweeting everyone. Some people on Twitter were like, oh, man, I bet it's Stanley. Because we meet Stanley this time, too. Stanley seemed pretty sus also. I mean, his wife and him run an antique and art thing. And even um, even uh, Ryan kind of was like, oh, where do you get your art? You know, there seemed to be kind of like, a, maybe you guys are it. And even towards the end, you know, when they see the painting... And uh, in Mr. Miller's car, uh, Stanley, if you notice, is down the road being like, oh, what's going on? That's super weird. And I'm like, oh, my God, is it you? Like, I, I had nailed down Lois, but then seeing Stanley there, I was like, maybe they're going to do something crazy. It's going to be him and his wife. I mean, maybe they did have like a little side ring going on that we they just didn't find out God, about. That was so. great. But he, I mean, we've seen him before, that actor. Tom Pickett. Is excellent. Oh my god, he was in um, what is the the camping 20, one? Twenty seven hour day. Twenty seven hour day. Where he got to do a little some of his vocal chops. Yo, he can sing. This man can sing. This man can act. Um, this man was bringing the comedy in this movie. I I feel yeah. like this was one of my favorite characters he's played so far. Yep. When he says that, you know, I need some chiropractic help. Yep. Man, that shot when they just like close up on his face when Ryan is, you know, behind him with the like I just Oh, he looks so happy. Like <laughs> it's such a and again, we have great camera work here because his face is sort of out of focus and um Ryan is is in focus as he comes up and and Stanley's face is like, "Oh, he's like so excited. Like he has this look on his face that he's so excited to be getting this free like back, you know, <laughs> adjustment." And then it just turns to just pain and dread afterwards and um, that was a great scene. That was a lovely scene. It was. Um, and 
speaking of chiropractic, yep. this... Oh, what do you... <laughs> I'm curious. No, go ahead. I'm curious to see how you're going to... Okay. No, I'm, I'm bringing it back around right. to their cover story. Bring it back so around. So this is one of my absolute favorite tropes is people being undercover as newlyweds. Is it really? Yes. I didn't know this. I love it. And when I found out that this was going to be the premise of this movie, I was just like, genius. Yeah. Especially, you know, pairing two very, like, funny people that, you know, know can do comedy well. So, yeah, the, just everything. I love it. May, it gives me a little anxiety, but I, I really do enjoy it because it, the anxiety is because, you know, oh, but what if they get caught? Okay. So. <laughs> I was like, what? what okay. Uh, you know, the lying, all of the lying, like, when are they going to get found out? Uh, oh yeah, how I I went to college in Tallahassee. That that whole scene, yeah, I was sweating a little bit. You're right, you're right. Yeah, and she's snooping around Mr. Miller's house. Like, oh no, that. Oh my goodness, like she was in that room for a long time. It's like, girl, get that stuff, get out. And of course, Mr. Miller is creeping up those steps. You don't hear him because he's stealthy. And he's like, Tasha, Tasha, <laughs> what are you doing in here? That's my Joe Pantoliano We're, awful. we're so sorry, Joe. If you hear this, we're very, very sorry. Yeah, Joe's listening to this. But um, I mean, just his his inflection, like, what are you doing? Like, it's so quiet, and yet there's weight to it. Like, you know that he could just snap at any minute. And, <laughs> oh, man. Like, it's so, he plays it so well. I'm sorry. I'm going to be talking about him all night. Just please watch this film. It is hilarious. That's, yeah, that's no, he's phenomenal. But- one of the funniest scenes to me is when Stanley uh, comes <laughs> jogging along when With his weights when Tanya's locked out of the house and then they uh. have to like improvise and talk about great improv Tanya. Uh, she is like really good at like thinking on her feet. Yes, yeah, she is. So, but I just love that scene where they're like stumbling over their words and like trying to figure out oh some cover names on the spot. Yeah. So she goes with Tasha, which is, you know, not too far off from Tanya, Yeah. you know, and then I just love that she, she goes with Rupert Why for not? Ryan. Why not? Rupert, Ryan, same thing. What a great name. Uh, and so, yeah, just the, the comedic little things they get into mm -hmm. with like trying to lie and navigate of their backstory and everything. I just, I love that kind of stuff. It just really tickles me. Yeah, no. And and again, I mean, this was a full on comedy. This was a full on comedy. And uh, and it and they they were they rocked it. And you know, I gotta give props to another character, which is Talbot. Um, Talbot plays the sort of bumbling um, police officer. I'm not sure what his rank is. You know, he's kind of like the the captain's assistant kind of guy, and um, and also props to the captain too, which we'll get to the captain in a second. But but Talbot, I mean, think about this. You're the comic relief in a comedy like how hard must that be like you have to be like so funny to pull that off do you know what i mean like that's a very in my opinion i, I feel like that would be a very hard role to play talbot nails it i mean again every scene he's in I, i'm cracking up oh my gosh what a character and physical comedy this man is is falling all over the place just great physical comedy actor every scene he's either falling into the scene or stumbling out <laughs> of it or uh where he's got all the fishing poles uh when we first yeah, meet the him. captain likes to fish captain and he makes some joke about well, the only thing i'm fishing for is compliments <laughs> <laughs> and right away i knew uh, talbot was going to be near the one to, to watch us, yeah, yeah. 
And and it just would keep getting better every time he would come in into the scene. Yeah, and I think my favorite Talbot scene. I mean, there's there's a couple of them, but when he does every scene, every scene. But when he does the impersonation of the chief, because you know we have a heist movie with with the cops, and so you know the it's like a buddy cop film, right? So you know the chief is going to be like, "Oh, you two, I'm so mad," you know, da 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 da. Instead, it's so clever. Instead of the chief doing it, we have Talbot doing an impersonation of the chief to them. And it, it's so clever. It's so clever because it's the, that same trope of the captain yelling, but it's through Talbot and it's just, it's brilliant. Who's this just, you know, kind of timid, like, you know, obviously clumsy guys we've seen. <laughs> so yes, fantastic. Oh, and he was played by Raph Rogers. Yep, great, great job. And just real quick on the captain. Again, we have the captain who is is very much the yelling captain the i'm so disappointed in you guys getting here right away but he really wants to go on that vacation with his wife and get a daiquiri <laughs> he loves that little umbrella and again just so a nice not, little yeah, nice he, little twist to him you know? he's not too too rough around <laughs> the edges so you mentioned how much of a comedy this movie is yes and yes this movie is pretty much all comedy yeah so being the romantic expert on the podcast here mm -hmm. i we, do need to talk we don't have we don't have a comedy expert in this we unfortunately <laughs> we do need to talk a little bit about the the romance oh do we i mean come on come on so this movie this movie didn't have like the normal typical amount of romance that i look for in, a, in a hallmark movie yeah. but what they did have, I thought they did a very nice job of sprinkling it in. So it definitely wasn't anything that I was like full on swooning over. Right. But it was very subtle. And to me, it made sense for these characters that it wasn't love at first sight. And to me, it seemed more grounded in reality of right. how their romance progressed. And there's all different kinds of love. So mm -hmm. I feel like theirs definitely started with, you know, the partnership, the friendship, and then they realized there was a little bit more. So even though it wasn't full-on romance for me, I still enjoyed the little bits that I did get. Yeah, I mean, it was, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to sort of think about this. Um, because you said romance. I'm like, oh, that's right. This is a romantic movie, uh, allegedly. So Yes, um, it it was a little subtle. It you know there were little moments here and there, and at the end, you know, we don't get it. I love, thank thank goodness, it felt more realistic. But it really um, just felt like a a really good friendship that they found. It did. I mean, it felt like a buddy cop movie. Yeah, and the love. I mean, this is kind of what I have a problem with just a little bit is that the love almost felt like tacked on. Where it was like, oh, we need to make sure that these characters are progressing to love. Let's have. I mean, it is a hallmark. Movie. I know, but I'm just saying, like, that's it. It. I'm kind of, I'm kind of flummoxed because the comedy is so good, the movie is so good, the love to me was just like this backstory. It's like, okay, I'm doing a hard job of explaining. I'm doing an awful job of explaining this, but it just, it wasn't important to me in this film. Whereas in other ones, I was like, oh, they, they have no connection here. The, oh, that's what it is. Okay, I got it. I got. It. I'm stumbling, but I got it. The connection between the two characters and the actors was so good that I didn't care if it wasn't just like this steamy romance. Oh yeah, no, it was not steamy. That's not what these two were about, but it definitely, like I said, it was subtle and yeah. it was like a slow progression. There you go. 
and it it made sense for for their characters. Yes. Okay. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad I worked through that with you. I'm glad I worked through that with you. I would say the scene that probably I felt the most chemistry with um, was the when they have the little dance. Yep. Towards the end. Yep. I mean, we have little moments here and there. Um, we do get a before end kiss, if you want to call it that, where they're under the mistletoe. Oh, those looks under that mistletoe. The <laughs> looks were great. So I will say that that the kiss itself was was not anything to to write home about. Well, it wasn't supposed to be. It wasn't. Right. But the the music, there was like a swelling there mm -hmm. of music. And then that look that Ryan gives her when they pull apart. Right. Like, that said everything that he was like, mm. it surprised him. We don't really get to see, well, I think we see her face, but it was more so on his face. Yeah. Like that he was like, oh, I didn't hate that. Yeah, but it was just so beautiful, that look. Like I know exactly what you're talking about. And it was... Yeah, there was there was something really magical about that look, that that kiss, really. And I usually hate the mistletoe scenes. I hate it, especially when like people are like, yelling. It's like, no, really, kiss her. Like so kiss aggressive her. and pushy. I like never I just had onion dip. No, kiss her. I never understand that. I'm never like, I need to see you kiss. <laughs> no, like, it was like the whole the, crowd is just like watching. It's like. the weirdest thing. Yeah, so I yeah, that was a really a really nice scene, and that kind of did. You know, that was supposed to be the, the kickstart to this, and that's where we see him kind of pull back away from his like sloppiness you know um he had he had some walls some sloppy walls around him so um and i mentioned the the swelling of the music there and so i it brings me to remember how great i felt about the music in general mm -hmm. overall in this movie i thought it was excellent and uh like i thought it was a great score and i just want to shout out sean william who did the score for this he also did the music for right in front of me oh. which i had actually called out the score and that music uh in that movie as well there so you there you go there you go yeah but, we're, we're fans but honestly if you want to know because you guys hear us talk about the music and how it's just so ridiculous in a lot of these films if you want to see how to do a proper you know score for a film watch this movie listen to it because you don't notice it and you're not supposed it's like camera work right you're not supposed to notice it it's supposed to enhance the film and it does it does so well you know he he makes it rise when he needs to he softens it there's no crazy jingle going on through th through all the laughing moments because it would be going on constantly for this <laughs> film honestly um and it, it almost has like a little home alone uh danny elfman vibe to it in certain scenes you know that nice christmas creepy little jingle i say jingle but you know the cre creepy christmas uh tone throughout and um it's just lovely it's just done very well so i'm glad you brought that up oh yeah yeah i really enjoyed it just another quick scene about love i'm gonna do a little love i'm oh. gonna do a little romance um so they're sitting on the stools right and it's gonna be a little technical i'm gonna combine the two uh at the the uh the hot cocoa bar where you know, Mr. Miller brings him a flight of cocoa. Yeah, and here's some really good flights that I got for you guys. Was <laughs> that, that good? That is awful. Oh my! <laughs> I'm gonna have to cut that out. I'm gonna have to cut it out. It's cut. Uh, no, it's actually it's actually pretty good. So <laughs> they're sitting they're sitting on the stools at the the cocoa bar, um, and it's this beautiful wide shot. And again, we don't normally and you know I think this is like the second time. Maybe there's more where there's a nice little wide of, of them from the side. 
And I love these types of shots because we're able to see the decorations, this sort of cocoa bar is decorated beautiful. And we see them and you know, the camera's almost hidden by these two trees. And so we have the leaves of the trees kind of dirtying the frame on the side. And it's just a nice push in with the music swelling and they're talking and oh, I love it. I mean, it's, it's a magical shot. Everything is just working in this shot. And I think it shows you, you know, technically why this film is so good and it's lit well too. So really I was going to talk about romance, but it ended up being technical because I just love this shot. But it's- Because you're in love with the shot. You go. I'm in love with this <laughs> shot. And that was just a wonderful thing. So I just want to shout out uh, Jeff Wallace, who is the DP on this film, and also Peter Benson, who is the director. Just, just great work. Just outstanding work. Yeah. Because you, you guys know, technical, that's my wheelhouse and you guys did a great job. And while we're on the technical, uh, shout out to the writers as well for the fantastic comedy that we received mm -hmm. in this movie, the witty back and forth banter. Yep. And there was some heart also. Um, there was a lot of heart, actually. Yeah. So especially for Mr. Miller. I mean, the story about his wife, like I I got teary, like at the the dinner table when they're when he's talking about her and just <laughs> my wife Kathy. Like he always says my wife Kathy. Like just it was heartfelt, like it, it got to me. And then at the end, obviously- Is that a tear? It's a little bit of a tear. <laughs> and then at the end, obviously with what happens with him, just so emotional and just, it was great. Just the, it made us feel, it made us laugh. It was, yeah. It had just a little bit of everything. So all that to say, great job, Greg Rosen and Brian Sawyer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know who else was sort of cracking me up in this film? was uh, the neighbor who was constantly flirting with Ryan. I mean, that character- Alicia. Was ridiculous right from the start. Keep in mind, this this neighbor is flirting with Ryan with you know his his wife right next to him. I mean, they, they all believe that that is his wife, so. I know, and he, she's going at it. She's going at it hard. She does not care about and the sanctum, sanctum? The sanctimony, the sanctimony of marriage? Sure. And the looks that Tanya gives her, like when she's doing it, it's just hilarious. Again, we talk about the facial expressions in this movie. Just the, like, serious? Is this really happening? Just throughout Excuse the film. Excuse me? It is, it is so good. I don't know why they added that. I have no idea. But great little little detail there. It, it was perfect. Uh, and I love the line where they're kind of like going over the different neighbors and like how they could maybe possibly be suspicious and uh, Tanya's like, and Alicia, oh no. And Ryan says, and Alicia is just super into me. And then Tanya says, well, and that's the most suspicious thing of all. <laughs> like little lines like great. that are so great. They're just fun. Can we talk about just for a second that throughout this movie, so we have two detectives. Yes, we do. And Tanya is the rookie. Rookie, yep. And Ryan, they've mentioned a few times like they that he, you know, is the hardest working detective in the precinct. But he does things by his own rules. But watching this movie. Yep. Am I the only one thinking Ryan is not a very good detective? <laughs> in what way, Stephanie? I mean, Tanya literally has to save him all, like all the time. He gets himself in these situations where he's just stumped and he can't think of anything. He's not very good at going undercover, apparently. Apparently not, no. And 
you know, I'm thinking, you know, he has this moment where he talks a little bit about how his wife left him and, he, you know, maybe it was because he was the hardest working cop. So it was like, was that his former life and now he just doesn't care to try very hard? <laughs> I'm just not sure because there's a, when Tanya tells the story about why she left her old pre precinct right. and she says, oh, you know, my dad was the chief and I didn't want any, anyone to think that I was you know, moving on up or getting any special perks because he was my dad, right. which makes sense. And so she's like, so I had to work extra hard, you know, and then he's like, oh, so that's why you have such great attention to detail. And I'm like, no, Ryan, that's because she's a good detective. <laughs> like, do you not have good attention to detail? I feel like that is something that you need to be a good detective. He, I mean, yes, he, he, I yeah, I mean, he wasn't, I don't think he was the greatest. I think she was awesome, which was great to see. Um, I think he was just kind of coasting at this point. And maybe he was a greater detective, greater? He Maybe he was a greater detective in his uh, in his past life, you know. In his but, youth. In his youth. Um, I'm kind of curious to see what he, he does that's not by the book. Uh, the captain made him seem like a, you know, like a wild card, you know, kind of guy. He eats big ribs in his car. Yes, all the time. Keeps him there for years. So... Yeah, it was a little weird, but you know, I wasn't wasn't bothered by it or anything. I, I mean, I wasn't bothered by it, but I just was like, man, you know. No, she was definitely the better. Yeah, she definitely was no, the better one. Hundred percent. So let's talk if we can, and this is going to lead into something. I want to give a quick shout out to the costuming in this film because not only not only do we get Mr. Miller with his wonderful outfits and his suspenders, like those suspenders, like oh. I I need to be wearing suspenders right now, like thick. Thick suspenders. Next time. Next cool. time. And also, uh, the the costumes they wear to the gala event when they're going undercover. So they're going- They're elf costumes. They're going doubly undercover because they're going undercover, undercover again. Um, that scene was was hilarious. And I hate that the previews like ruined it for us. Uh, I wish they had kind of kept that a secret because it is so ridiculous. And we have, you know, in, in these action movies, in these buddy cop, you know, kind of films, there's always that slow-mo walk when the team's together. And we get that. And it is fantastic. It is so good. I mean, Tanya, you know, does her hair back, you know, when she's walking in. Talbot falls down in his little <laughs> drummer trips boy outfit. as like, he does. It is, it is hilarious. And... And Ryan does his little, his ball gets in front of his face. And so he does the same thing that Tanya, like. He's just watching Talbot fall. And it's so good. And. One of the best slow-mo scenes I think I've ever seen. Because it, it, I, I agree. Because it's like you kind of know it's coming when it happens. You're like, oh, this is going to be kind of lame. You know, they're just making fun of the slow-mo scene. But they do it beautifully. So props to everyone that had a hand in that that scene because it is magical to me. Yes, it was so funny. Uh, not expecting Talbot to go falling in the background. And because it's slow-mo, like it just makes it all that much more funny and amazing. It's so good. He's he's such a good character. Like, oh my goodness. Um, and then, you know, you have your, your romance when they're dancing. and um, Yeah, like I said, I feel like that was one of the the scenes that I felt the most chemistry. Yeah. I love that, you know, when he's like, oh, so when all of this is over and she's just like, absolutely. Like she doesn't even like yeah. give him a chance to finish. Um, so I love that there was no, you know, guessing or questioning or feeling like, oh, maybe we should. And it was just like, nope, I'm in. Yeah. 
Um, and of course, you know, paintings are stolen that night and they think it's going to be the ornament, which was a neat twist. I, I thought it was going to be the ornament too. It's paintings by Van Gogh. Uh, by Van Gogh. Gogh. By Van Gogh. Um, <laughs> that's the proper that's way pro- to say it. Yeah. They're planted, you know, in, in, uh, in Mr. Miller's uh, truck. And again, that scene with Stanley, you know, peeping by the bushes. Like, <laughs> we know it's you, Stanley. We know it's you. And he's like, oh, I didn't do this, but I'll go. Like, he's so good at this. And, you know, from here on out, it gets a little sad. You know, I'm a, I'm a little sad. How, how did you feel about this part of the movie? Sad because they take in Miller and it's not really him. Yeah. And we get this. Or sad that the movie's over. Maybe or, a little bit of both. A little bit yeah. of both. But I mean, his story and even when he's in, interrogated by them, he's just so calm and collected. And we get something that we we don't normally get in, in films in general, um, especially in a Hallmark film. We get this idea about forgiveness for ex-cons and uh, forgiveness in, in the sense that, you know, they've served their time. They're just trying to make it in the world. And I, I love that that sort of theme and, and message in this film because it's not something we see, especially you know, around Christmas. I, I love that, this idea of forgiveness during Christmas and um, just acceptance. And even though that he was, you know, like 15 years ago, he had this felony charge. Like, I think it was like grand theft or grand something. Grand theft, yeah. yeah. He can change and he's helping other ex-convicts. And I love that message. I really, really love that message. Yeah, no, I felt the same way. I kept thinking that through my I was like, oh, this is really a beautiful little yeah. thread that they've mm-hmm. uh, woven into this movie. And... Uh, which I don't know if a lot of people were thinking about, but we were. And yeah, I just thought that was really neat because obviously they're suspecting him because they see that he has had charges in the past. So of course he's going to be the one that they Well, he's at the crimes too. And that. Not wearing his beard properly. I mean, those like (laughs) photos of him, like the beard's down here. It's like, oh, I can tell by the watch. No, you can tell because his beard is off of his face. It's the same guy, you know, like, come on. But no, I love that he wasn't actually the thief. Yeah. Um, and he really is just the sweetest guy. Yeah. And of course, it's Lois. We knew it. We got her. We really did. Um, but really, it's Stanley. And so... <laughs> Maybe they were Lois and Stanley. They cahoots. were in his wife. They were all working cahoots. together. It's yeah. a great... We need to start bringing back cahoots. Great word. And, you know, it wraps up nicely. We get a really fantastic end scene. You know, lately, Hallmark's been doing some stuff where it's like, one year later, six months down the road, da, 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 they get like five different endings. We get a true Hallmark ending here where it's just one ending. And we don't really have like a conflict. Like there there wasn't, you know, because I was wondering oh, yeah. how they were going to do it. We don't oh, really yeah. have a conflict between Tanya and Ryan where they like get mad at each other. And, Maybe that's why I like this movie One so of much. them <laughs> does something to like upset the other one, you know. You're right. Usually you would have something like, oh... You know, you got my perp or something, you know, but we don't have that. It's you tried to take the credit for this. Yeah, or... exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, man, that is why I like this movie. So, uh, end scene happens. They feel bad. You know, they get the Christmas committee together and they celebrate Mr. Miller, who is an absolute gem of a person. And I mean, he wears suspenders. Yeah, wonderful. And of course, they walk down, they start reminiscing about, you know, the for rent sign, the house they, they shared. So much magic there. Is that a thing? When a house is rented, there's a sign that says rented. Sure. 
<laughs> I don't know. I actually have no idea. Maybe. Yeah. Because I, I, yeah. I don't think it is. I'm going to say it is, especially in Denver. But in this this little Denver's. town, this neighborhood, that's yeah. how they do things. You know, there's this great exchange where, where Ryan talks about, you know, do you want to make gingerbread with me if I ask you over? She says, yeah. And he's like, why not right now? And, you know, he's the one that rents the house. And it's it's beautiful. It's lovely. It's just what we needed to kind of end this film. And yeah, not not really any big missteps. Well, um, oh, oh, we have missteps. We have missteps. Apparently, go ahead. Lay no, I wouldn't call it a misstep per se. Mm -hmm. I would just say that the the kiss at the end. I don't care about the kiss. Well, I do. <laughs> That's where I swoop in and I talk about the kiss. You know, I've started a little kissometer. I'm yep. trying some out. Um, I think we're still stuck on the fire right now. I like the fire. I got a few comments that people were into it. So thank you keep, for the feedback. Keep the fire going. <laughs> Just keep that fire burning. Um, <laughs> so as far as like what level of fire this kiss was on, yeah. uh, was it a wet campfire? No, I right. wouldn't say that. Um, <laughs> but Blazing Inferno, not a chance. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say it lies somewhere between the spark and the wet campfire. So I'm thinking of like, it was just kind of like the kindling, the kindling of the fire. So okay. the spark's not quite there, but the kindling is there. And so maybe it could turn into sparks. So uh, that's, oh that's where we are with that end kiss. But I really did love the scene, the scene the itself scene. and the words that were spoken. Um, and apparently Ryan makes excellent gingerbread, so. Yeah, which was surprising. Yeah. It's a little cheesy that she's like, I think you found a partner for keeps. Does she say <laughs> but that? She does. I totally missed that. She does. Wow, how did I miss that two And he's times? like, uh-oh. And then that's when he goes in for the kiss. But for keeps. <laughs> it, it, was, it was cheesy, but it was sweet. And Go yeah. get him, Coop. <laughs> but I, I really liked it. So was this the most romantic movie ever? Absolutely no. not. No. But it had so many more other things that gave me feelings. Mm -hmm. um, so I still thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, you know, it, it had Christmas spirit. It yep. gave me the Christmas feels. It was about family and friendship and community and forgiveness. And yeah, it was just, yeah, it was just, it was a really, really great film. A really good way to end the first weekend of Countdown to Christmas. It really was. And you just mentioned family. And you, the one that pointed this out, actually, is that, uh, you know, Ryan mentions that, you know, they both share each other's Christmas drinks, which is kind of cool. And Ryan's is eggnog with like a lot of rum in it. And Ryan's like, oh, my dad, you know, this is my dad's special drink. And yeah, and she's like, and he's like, oh, you know, super strong. He's like, well, my dad likes to relax a lot. And then later on the film, he says, I didn't really know my dad at all. And so it was just kind of. Yeah. He's like, I never knew my dad. I never, he says, I never knew my dad. Yeah. So a bit of uh, a misstep, I think. I forgot about that. Yeah, I did have it in my notes. So I was like, well, I thought I thought he knew his dad liked to relax and drink hard eggnog. But now he's saying he never, never knew, knew his, his dad. dad. So I don't know if that was a little um flub, flub in the in the script but very minor very minor but you mentioned family and that just that just triggered that so um besides that minor flub <laughs> but real quick those drinks her oh, drink man. sounded amazing I, i'm surprised we haven't made it yet it's gonna be good so it's cocoa well coffee coffee with cocoa and cinnamon not and cocoa it's i thought it was chocolate powder 
Well, she said cocoa, okay. which is, yeah. So okay. it was like coffee with cocoa and cinnamon. So like a mocha. And some like whipped cream. Okay. Yeah, I guess like a, a mocha. mocha. Okay, barista. Yeah, I'm slinging those <laughs> drinks. And that is the Santa Stakeout, which is was a which was a true true delight for us both. I, I would say, um, and it's going to be very hard, in my opinion, to top this first weekend. They came out swinging on all cylinders, I, I think, um, which is the correct saying. Sure, <laughs> um, but it really is going to be hard to top this because each one of these movies, you know, was I thought was very done very well. So. Great job, Hallmark. Great job, everyone that had a had a part in this and super excited to see what's what's coming up next. Yeah, I hope they didn't just like give us the best right away and then the rest are, <laughs> you know, gonna be meh. But because normally they don't put the the most amazing ones right at the beginning, at least, you know, not for fall harvest. Uh, but no, this was a great set of movies. Mm -hmm. I'm so pumped for the rest of the season and yeah, I hope you guys are too. Yep. Uh, but no, thank you all for, for tuning in. Uh, please make sure to continue to like, subscribe, follow. review, follow. And yeah, it just, it really helps us out. And please, you know, keep messaging us. Again, I say this every time. I love reading your messages. You guys are, are so into these films as just as much as we are. And I love having discussions because sometimes you agree with us, sometimes you don't. And it, it's just, it's a blast for me. So thank you for doing that. Yes, we truly, truly cannot thank you all enough for your support, um, for sticking around, that we have a season two season of this two. podcast, and we are still having so much fun doing this. Really so thank you again, and we will see you next week. Bye, guys. Thanks. Bye.